Blog Talk Radio. for the first time in our show. Is there anybody who doesn't remember the four
Yeah.
Now the major's called up, oh, what's his name? And one more building rises tall. And suddenly we're all grown up. And this old town's not quite so small. But I'll always miss the middle size town in the middle of the middle west. With no name pictures, local bands, and mustard and relish, and all the rest. We like our beer, fat, and candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell We don't worry about the penis much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing Welcome, everybody. I'm Rich Elman here live here on Southern Sports Central. Glad to have you in here with us uh, on the Sunday evening show, if you will, here. And uh, we're excited to uh, listen in and have you join us here. We're, of course, uh, adjusting some things here. I'm not sure if it's the uh, the virus thing going on or, or what's happening, but, boy, I tell you, we have been challenged like no other. And uh, we're excited to be back in here. We're excited to uh, – be a part of uh, what we know as sports radio. And, yeah, we take no breaks here. We're excited uh, to get Kevin Bilodeau in here. Hopefully you heard that interview. Kevin, of course, uh, has made it very clear. Hey, you want to join us? That's great. Come on in. Hang out. Uh, tweet at him. Facebook him. Call him. Do whatever you got to do. But now's the time. If you want to get attention and get on sports, this is it. Uh, this is the best time you can do it. And uh, trust and believe me, uh, you know, it, it's an opportunity that you'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you jumped in there and you hung out with him. And, uh, you know, for most of the deals, uh, I, I can tell you this, um, you know, it, it's all about the opportunity. And so here we go. Let's get into a little bit of conversation. I've got, of course, Eugene Benton here with me. He, of course, uh, where we're going to have to, you know, uh, get this thing kind of somewhat figured out here, Eugene. But for, for me, when I look at what's going on here in, in the world of sports now, it, it challenges us. It, it, it creates things. And yet, Another topic I want to get into, because at 7 o'clock, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Chad Greer. He was a former coach at Oceanside, athletic director as well. Uh, if you were not around or you just didn't hear the conversation, uh, he has stepped down since then, and uh, he will now uh, be taking a day uh, away and, and heading up to uh, Providence Day, which is a big-time uh, school up in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he'll be the new shot caller uh, for the football team up there. And a lot of talent up there, but boy, if he made a great impact here, we'll get him in here on the radio with us here uh, soon. 
and that'll be a seven o'clock deal. But before we get to him, I want to talk about some things because I am on social media and I am seeing things. And, and again, I think what young athletes are forgetting is that others can see what you do. When you hit send, it gives every bit of opportunity for us to see what's going on during your time. So, for example, if you're out and about and you're swinging a baseball bat and dad or mom are, are, are taking, you know, photos and you're, you're putting that on social media, good for you. But if you're not and you're that one that decides you want to go out and you want to, well, do adult things, and yet you're not an adult and you decide to, for whatever God-known reason, want to put it on Snapchat, Instagram, Face, Twitter, or any other social media site, you need to understand something that it will follow you wherever you go. And if the wrong person sees it, the one thing you do might be the last thing that you do. So I'm going to encourage you right now to don't do it again. I'm going to encourage you right now to encourage your buddies not to do it. Check in on your buddies. Make sure you're that positive guy in the group. Because I've seen it on my feed numerous times, and I follow athletes all around the country, not just here in Charleston. So I'm not talking specifically just about Charleston athletes. I mean everybody in general. Remember this. Everything you do has a consequence, and I'm seeing it. And it's like you guys are on spring break, and you're not. But even if you are on spring break, if you're not of the age, then you need to remember that, okay, because there are consequences to decisions that are made. So, again, uh, I needed to get that out there, and I will repeat myself in hour number two because this is something, because of the fact that maybe you're not feeling like there's, um, you know, it's just total chaos in the world that doesn't give you the right to go do whatever you want to go do. I'm on internet radio and I can say any cuss word. I can say any word. I can say anything I want because it's internet radio. But just because you can do it doesn't mean you do do it. Remember that. Now, you want to call in, you want to hang out, get in here with us today. I'd love to hear 323-784-9681. I'd love to hear uh, from you. Of course, Coach Smitty's checking in. He's uh, up there in the Midlands uh, doing his thing. I want to give him a boy because I saw him delivering lunches to the guys in his neck of the woods, and that's a great job. I also want to give uh, a tip of the cat to all of those teachers, administrators, anybody who had a part to do with getting these young people's education to them, feeding them, or anything else you were able to do to keep the normalcy normal as much as possible. And it seems to be easy, but oh boy, it's not easy. And there's been a lot, a lot of, uh, of work put into this. Now, with that being said, young athletes, understand this. You have to maintain. You have to keep moving. You have to hold yourself accountable. For the juniors and the seniors, you're getting an early taste of what college life is all about. All right? When I was in college, you go, you get your assignments, and some of them aren't due until the end of the semester, and it's up to you to keep up with it. They've already got your money. They don't need your money. And mommies and daddies can't make a phone call and go sit down with your teachers or whoever. They don't, it don't roll that way. So you're getting a quick lesson in life of what it's like as a college student. And if you're a college athlete, you better know how to manage it because it's a job on top of a job on top of a job. And so you're seeing this. You know, I'm very fortunate. I've got four kids in the system in high school, uh, one and two in elementary school. And I tell them all the time, this is the one time you guys ought to be making straight A's, man. It's all right here in front of you. Get it done. There's enough principals athletic directors, teachers, teacher aides, individuals that have gone on social media and have put out their phone number saying, look, I'm qualified to teach from 
K whatever to 12th or whatever the case may be, call me, reach out to me, let me know. And I'm going to be honest with you. Those are the individuals you need to be reaching out to. There is no reason a child is left behind and the system has made every effort impossible that they can to get you taken care of. Now, my concern is that there are those individuals who may or may not have internet. Well, here's what some cable companies have done. They've allowed you to reach out to them and they will bring you a box for two, maybe three months and give you all of the, the power that you need so that you can get the internet that you need to get for free. So that's kind of a big deal. You need to be aware of that. I know that Spectrum has that going right now. I'm sure Comcast has that going right now. Uh, I wish I had time to get Everett German. He's the uh, voice of the Cougars college basketball team, but he also has some connections there. He works with Comcast. So I wish I'd have had him in here. He could have talked about that as well. But if you're not getting it, it's because you're not asking for it. Because right now there are teachers, coaches, anybody and everybody willing to come to your house and almost help you do it. I mean, that, this is one time I can tell you that I have seen the entire world work together better than ever, better than ever. And we can make that a religious conversation later if you want. But the, it, it's funny and it's interesting how it works, how God will make you stop, drop, and listen to what he's trying to get through to you. Because I think there was just a lot of things going in different directions. And I think this kind of pulled the plug on a lot of that and affected our world in athletics. But what we've realized is that, at the end of the day, and I'm not very big on that phrase, is that sports isn't as big a deal as some may think it is. You know, there's things that are a lot greater than that. Now, I'm going to tell you this, athletes, the things that you've learned in the preseason and in the weight room and you've learned in the season that you've played, those are the things that are getting you through moments like this. You've handled it. You've dealt with it. You've understood it. So with that being said, you're handling this probably a little bit better than maybe some others. That being said, uh, Eugene, I'm going to bring you in and, and let you talk a little bit about some of the things that you just heard me kind of go on a rant, but well-needed rant because the world hasn't stopped. Social media is still an eyeball, and it can be an eyesore because people are looking for things to do. And if you see a young athlete, let's say one of your kickers decides to go out and do something, <laughs> what are the effects that has on him or her? Yeah, uh, one thing that Ted, uh, Coach Freer, has always mentioned to kids is just once you hit sin, then you know, he's, told, he's told them about his previous experience in corporate security and things like that, that once you hit soon, there's no delete. You know, you can delete and say, oh, it's gone. I took it down, coach, or I did this. It's not. There's always that that uh, thumbprint, if you would call it, uh, out there. And you know, it's, just, it's such a strong message, and, and most coaches either themselves or themselves plus assistants plus, you know, in the collegiate level, probably grad school guys, always have these instant notifications. If uh, I know one of my position group guys that has social media, they post something, I, I get notification of it pretty quick, you know, and I haven't had that or haven't had to deal with that. So I've been very fortunate. My guys, you know, all, all of them come from great families and, and all of them have respect for themselves, their parents, the program, the coaching staff and, and their school. Um, but yeah, even our principals, it, pretty tight on stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we, we tell them that, you know, I'm not saying it's never happened, um, but usually, you know, nothing's been too bad that, that I recall seeing, um, nothing that couldn't be cleaned up with an apology because it wasn't, wasn't terrible. It wasn't egregious. But uh, it, it, it's such a – social media is such a – it can be a good thing and a bad thing. You know, the, the, on the good side of it, I tell the kids that I think the, the lat, latest stat or, or last year was – 98 or 99% of recruiting occurred via Twitter. 
and now some of that's switching over to um you know instagram and, and other things like that but that so much of it was going on on twitter so i tell kids or, or tell parents when i when i either train kids or kids that play for me it's like you know i don't know how you feel about social media but if they're going to want to play college ball, that they need their Twitter account. And, you know, I help them sometimes build them and say, hey, you need to update your rankings, you need to put your GPA, all that stuff, so, you know, because that's the way of them selling themselves for opportunity. However, the good comes bad. You know, you hit send or hit like or hit retweet on one thing that you may think is funny or cute now. And, and I think we all remember the story from the draft, was it uh, two years ago? With the quarterback that the Bills took from Wyoming, that he laughed at or retweeted something at 16 years old, and he was going as possibly number one pick in the draft, and it was just all of a sudden, you know, it was all about that, whatever the tweet or retweet he he sent, um, as he said, as a stupid 16 year old, an immature 16 year old, and he thought it was funny at the time, but he got rid of it, and I mean, it may have cost him millions of dollars. I mean, he didn't go number one overall. He was for a lot of that year, I remember in the college season, we didn't expect to go, you know, one or two, and he ended up going with the third or fourth quarterback selected in the draft. So, you know, it could have cost him millions. That may have been the reason. It may not have been, but it was sure talked about a lot. And um, I use that as an example. Um, and I also, you know, tell my guys that don't tweet, don't post, don't do anything uh, that you wouldn't be happy with your mama, your grandma, or your pastor seeing. Because if you put it out there and you're not really comfortable with one of those three or all three looking at, probably shouldn't hit send. So uh, that's just kind of the, what I do. But I do, I I follow all of my kids and I get the instant notifications for everything. You know, I see when they're on Snapchat typing. And so, yeah, uh, and unfortunately, that means you have your phone on all the time. But, uh, you know, the, these kids are hoppers, man. They got more energy than me, but it's just kind of a way to keep my thumb and on them and, and the pulse and see what's going on. Sometimes you just see what's going on and what they're doing. Um, so it's almost like a, a digital babysitter <laughs> if you look at it that way. But you know, it, it's a good tool. Uh, a lot of coaches, a lot of players use it um, to get recruited, but it can have its downfalls. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Eugene. I, and I think that at the end of the day, when, when it's all put away and things are done, you talk about the 16-year-old uh, gentleman who it could have cost him. It never goes away. The power of not only the thumbprint, but the uh, the opportunity, if you will, to Photoshop something makes it forever, okay? Uh, and I tell people a lot of times when you get stuck, you get stupid, you make stupid decisions, and they continue to kind of get together and make other stupid decisions. And so, you know, a stupid decision is a minor drinking alcohol, okay? Now you're stuck because now you're going to get stupid, and you're going to go, hey, yo, yeah, and you're, next thing you know, you're over here and you're taking photo shoots and, and you're making it, and it looks cool when you're doing it. Oh, boy, do you feel like you're on top of the world. But then you hit send, and then it doesn't hit you until the more and more. When you're thinking, man, 3,823 people just saw me give the coolest wave koozie in my hand and something in that koozie that shouldn't be there. And here's what happened. That is all of a sudden a character that is painted on you that will last you, as you said, somebody who goes in through – high school and college and it comes back to bite them on the day of draft day and all of a sudden like he said it was a stupid immature situation or choice and again that's just some of the things that while we are in a downtime we need to understand so are the young athletes and we just sometimes because we don't have coaches we don't have moms and dads you know um able to get in their ears much because let's listen hey while there's a thousand moms sitting at home and and and, and playing 
you know, a homeschool teacher, there's a lot of moms and dads that still have to go to work every day. There's a lot of moms and dads that still have to keep moving because their employer says, that's fine that they're stopping, but we're not stopping. They're going to the Bowens. They're going to uh, wherever they are going because they have shut down some of the factories or some of the plants here, but not all the plants, not all the jobs. Like we talked about, the first responders, they're still going to work, but they have kids. So they're having to sit there and trust the system that they're going to do what they need to do. And so, for example, I'm going to be honest, there should not be any child right now struggling. There should not be a child right now that doesn't have A's and B's coming out of this last uh, quarter, if you will, here, because we're looking at about eight weeks away from graduation or the final days. How is that going to work out? Are they going to have graduation day? Probably not at this point. I mean, maybe it's hard to say, but is the season pretty much over for the high school kids? I feel like it is. Unfortunately, I, I think that they've, they've played their last game as a senior, and I've seen – a lot of the guys saying, God, I wish I could get one more. That's why I say this to my kids. I say this to everybody who comes in my in my path. Play every game like it's your last game. Do everything like it's the last time. When you tell somebody goodbye, think it may be the last time you see them. Because think, for example, the lady in Washington. Here's a young woman who had six kids who beat cancer, and yet this one situation took her out. How can you beat cancer of all things? And all of a sudden, here comes this virus that we don't really understand and how to handle, and it, that was it. And unfortunately, the numbers continue to rise, and I don't know if it's more of an outbreak more than it is a better understanding. And let's kind of keep that in perspective. No, it's not outbreaking more. I don't feel. I think we just know what it is now. We can identify it now. We just can't identify it with medicine now. And and that was one thing that people have been saying last week or so is, you know, don't freak out that there's all of a sudden a thousand more cases. We're able to test better. We're able to test faster. And one of the things you mentioned earlier is this worldwide thing. Um, apparently, there was collaboration between Stanford, another medical school in the United States, and uh, either a medical school or a hospital or research hospital in Singapore. And they developed a, uh, some tests that's now able to get the results in uh, I think it was four hours as opposed to a couple of days. So I think what we'll see is that actually people will be tested more. So, of course, the more people test, if you know anything about statistics, the more people you test, you're going to get a bigger sample size. You're probably going to get a bigger pool. Um, but what I would look at would be percentages. Uh, you know, does that seem to be going up um, of the number of people who are tested, not the population tested, but of those who tested, would they show up because people just simply weren't getting tested before because we didn't even have the test or we couldn't get the results back in time, you know, while they were out being exposing other people. So I think that's going to be a big thing. People just need to not panic. We know this is coming. It's already out there. So just because the numbers go up doesn't mean that all of a sudden popped up right then. They were already exposed. We just didn't have the testing means. Yeah, well played there. I tell you, you know, and when it's all – I guess put together, you know, and I watch more news this morning because of the fact that the churches are, are most churches at this point are, are coming at you through social media and things like that. And, and I had a chance to sit around the table this morning uh, with my kids and, and watch that. And that was always fun to sit around and we all charted our notes down and we kind of had conversation afterwards. It's kind of like sitting there eating dinner together. You're getting that one-on-one -on -one attention and again, I said this earlier in the broadcast that this is a time I'm seeing more families riding bikes than ever. I'm seeing things happening more. I mean, I remember when, when we lost Kobe Bryant. You remember 
uh, man, every dad started taking pictures with their daughters, and you started seeing, yeah, girl dad. You know, the hashtag was huge. Well, maybe this is called hashtag family life because you need to appreciate the family that's around you because if you're in Italy right now, it's it's not the same story. If you're in other countries, you know, I think we're number four right now in the the statistic world when it comes to the world and and countries. We're like fourth or fifth. I'm not sure if that number is accurate, but – uh, I do know Italy's leading the way here, by the way, uh, unfortunately. And that's not, not a stat they want to be known for. But this is where I, I feel like it's it's very similar where people are having to wake up and realize that your loved ones, don't take them for granted. Don't miss the opportunity to go out and throw a baseball. I've seen a lot of baseballs being thrown and basketballs being thrown up and hoops. And I've seen a lot of things that I didn't see this about a month ago. I didn't see it a lot of months ago. I didn't see a lot of girl dad. Uh, hashtags out there with fathers and daughters. And I'm going to tell you something, that's a bond that, that, that nobody can touch. You know, I've got a daughter, you've got a daughter coach, and, and a lot of coaches out there, you've got daughters. And I've got two awesome daughters, and they all, boy, they're different. Just like a father, you know, has that with a daughter, so does a son have with his mother. And you're seeing this this universal, worldwide, loving, caring, again, I've seen things in, in different countries where people live in apartment complexes and they're going on to their stoops and they're, they're playing music and singing songs. It's like karaoke. That to me is, that's amazing. I just hope that we don't forget this. When all this comes and goes, I hope we don't forget where we were at this point. You know, the kids that graduate this year, my God, these kids came in in 9-11. They're walking out of here in a disease and a situation, an epidemic moment that no other. So if these kids, if any kids, and any graduating class has a reason to believe they can beat anything, it's these kids. Boy, they come in with a bang, and they're going out with a bang. And, and to me, you know, I, I do have a lot of heavy hearts for the senior class. They're missing things. I know Somerville's doing uh, some senior moments where they're highlighting their athletes and the senior, the senior uh, athletic department. Brian Rutherford's leading the way there. I know uh, the baseball guys over at Olympic High School in Charlotte, North Carolina, they're doing their thing. And, uh, again, if you're doing your thing, hashtag it and then put, you know, uh, senior season moments or something, but tag us in it at Southern Sports Central, at SO Sports Central. And what we'll do is we'll do our part and uh, we'll retweet it because we want to make sure these young guys and girls get recognized. Uh, we do have to take a quick break because at the top of the hour, Chad Greer is going to join us. So Chad Greer will join us here uh, on the show at 7 o'clock. He's heading to Providence today, and uh, he was uh, – just a month ago, he was the head coach and the athletic director at Oceanside. But, boy, things change quickly. But uh, all that he's done, on and off the field in so many different houses, not just in Mount Pleasant. I mean, he's got a kid up here in Somerville that he's changed his life and made him a better man. Uh, Keegan Williams, of course, he's heading to UNC Charlotte uh, in August, hopefully. That's the plan, at least, uh, whether he'll be taking those classes online or he'll be doing them on campus. But uh, uh, Chad did a great job along with the rest of that staff. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll take calls. Three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on SouthernSportsCentral.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Facebook.
Welcome back, everybody. Top of the hour, one done. Here we go in hour number two. Coming up next, we'll get Chad Greer, the former coach and athletic director over at Oceanside. He is now heading up to Charlotte, where that's home for uh, Coach. But uh, before he gets that way, we're going to try to catch up with him here, of course, uh, on uh, Southern Sports Central. And Coach has done a great job welcoming myself, my staff, uh, the entire uh, Southern Sports Central group over to the campus. We did a live show, actually, uh, Coach Benton actually helped us set up. Actually, that morning it was raining. They were getting ready for classes, uh, and uh, it was fun. We got in there. We got out and about. And of course, then we followed them through. We were a big uh, supporter of uh, the group of guys and girls over there. And, uh, of course, uh, the coaches all came on. We had players come on. We uh, we had the dads come on, even. I mean, we've had a lot of support from Oceanside, and uh, we want to thank Oceanside for the warm heartfelt welcoming i actually was uh, i'm one of their top fans on facebook that's kind of neat uh but they've done things and uh they've had some hurdles they've jumped those and they've made it through made it all the way uh last year uh to the lower state was that right there coach uh lower state championship there where you played barnwell and boy barnwell came on strong they got a guy over there that's on the defensive side that's um Deshaun Watson, and that's not that Deshaun. It's another Deshaun, but he's living up to the name and the hype, and, uh, boy, he uh, really did a great job putting the pressure on the end there uh, for uh, those guys, the war horses, if you will. But the atmosphere of that place was electrifying. It was incredible. It was everything of Friday night football, if you would imagine. I mean, I remember getting there, and I was thinking, man, look at this place here. It's a little different, smaller. And as I walked into the gates, everybody there from Barnwell welcomed us in there because I had myself and uh, Will Porter, another member of the, the staff here at Southern Sports Central, and we met up with your staff, your guys, your video and audio guys over there, right? So I was able to do some pregame stuff with them, some middle of the game and then some postgame, and then Will hung out with them during the days, and I, of course, hung out on the sideline there with some of the guys from Channel 5 and Channel 4 and just kind of got to just hang out a little bit. It was Thanksgiving practice. I went to that, too. So. You know, and that was kind of neat, you know, because I had been a part of Thanksgiving practice because the year before, Somerville was in the lower state championship in 5A where they were getting ready to play Dutch Fork. And uh, it's just something about practicing on Thanksgiving Day that's real special. And once you get it in your blood, oh, man, you want that taste. Right. So I had a chance to do it twice because of Somerville, and thanks to Oceanside and our partnership there with the program. But, um, you know, it's it's been a good time with Coach Greer. He's done a great thing. He's brought our program uh, up and, and moving and putting us in places that, quite frankly, um, you, you know, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that that would happen over in Mount Pleasant. No knock to anybody, but he made me a believer in taking a program from what it was to what it is. And without further ado, I'm going to bring in the legend himself, uh, the nature boy of the low country who's heading back to Charlotte. Uh, Coach Greer, uh, welcome back to your show and mine, Southern Sports Central, Coach. Hey, man, thanks for having me, Rich. Appreciate it. Well, I mean, uh, I got to ask the question, man. I mean, it's got to be bittersweet to go back to Charlotte, but man, uh, are you still sleeping in the Oceanside hat? I, I keep seeing it <laughs> interviews, even when you're on a Charlotte, uh, you know, uh, newspaper or a radio, you're still loving on that, uh, that big O. Love the big O. Uh, I mean, most of my wardrobe has got an O on it, so it's going to be um, hard, <laughs> to, uh, hard to get rid of all that stuff. So, uh, I would hook Eugene up, but I don't think we were the same size. I'm a lot fatter than his, but um, we'll uh, I need to have that for me. Yeah, but man, it's it's gonna be hard, man. I I, I love all things Oceanside. Uh, start with Miss Corley and, and the school she's built, and the entire community there, and of course the coaches who are my just great friends. And uh, man, I just love the kids, and um, that's the hardest thing in the world to leave such a great place. And um, 
I can only hope that we're able to, to create something close to this in, in Charlotte. But uh, certainly it's been my pleasure and honor to, to be part of Oceanside and live in Mount Pleasant. Oh, it's going with it. So I'm going to miss it terribly. Live right now with the former coach at Oceanside. He's also the athletic director. And I keep joking about these parent-teacher conferences with, uh, you know, now they're homeschooled, which really means these moms are really talking to themselves. Uh, how hard was it, you as a football coach, to talk to that athletic director and realize that you were going to step down? But uh, I guess kind of walk us through us a little bit. And those who I know live in Charleston, they've heard the story, but those outside of the listening area, viewing area of some of the news stations, uh, they don't realize that the day of you were actually looking to buy a home of some sort and uh, kind of get some deeper roots here in the low country. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all in here. Definitely not looking for a job. I, I can tell you, with uh, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I never applied for a job or looked for another job. I, I thought I was in the, the place I was going to finish. I mean, I, I really love it here that much. But um, you know, we've got Hank. Uh, he kind of changed everything for us. I mean, what a, you probably hear him in the background a minute. He's over there eating something, spaghettios probably. Uh, only, well, only if they're organic and green, you know, free range <laughs> spaghettios. <laughs> Whatever now but um, yeah, we just uh, we we love where we live right now, frankly, and just this, like I live on vacation with this view, but not a great place necessarily to raise him. So we were looking at trying to buy a house and um, and really just you know make sure we were you know where we wanted to be for the long term, and um, that's about you know we're literally out looking when I got the first call and um, you know and told him I, I wasn't looking. I mean I was flattered and appreciated the opportunity, but. Uh, and certainly that was the one place when I even when I left Charlotte, I thought that um, was intriguing. I thought they had the best opportunity to do something even on a national scale if they made that commitment. And um, so, you know, you know, keep an eye on Charlotte just being born and raised there and my whole family still there. And um, so I was flattered they called, but just um, wasn't sure, I, you know, it was something I was really ready to make a, a move on. And, um, you know, just the way things worked out, they continued to, to talk and, um you know, made it made it where I had to kind of listen, and when I did, it, um, you know, it, it just came down to really uh, the opportunity there is great. So it was the opportunity at Oceanside. I think the, the the final decision was really down to where, not this year or next year. Which, by the way, I think Oceanside is going to have a great football team with the kids we have in place for the next couple of years, and then I think it just continues to to grow from there. But um, as five years from now, where do where do I want to be with Hank and? Uh, just didn't want to deprive us of the opportunity to be raised around our whole family, my mom, my brothers, uh, my son, Will. So his brother, Will, his, my granddaughters, who I think, you know, truly will be raised like his siblings, and um, which I'm sure not plan to have any more kids. So hopefully that will be the case. He'll, he'll at least have an idea of what a sibling feels like. <laughs> but uh, I just think at the end of the day that was the, um, the deciding factor was just uh, as hard as it is to leave my extended family here, because I look at ours inside kids as my own, but um, it just really, you know, it's, it had to be about Hank, and it wasn't like we had a bad decision to make. I mean, if we'd have stayed, we've been so uh, appreciative of how the ours inside community has just uh, loved on Nyla and Hank. It made us all feel welcome from the very beginning, but, um, you know, just like I said, I'm, you know, I'm no spring chicken, so you can imagine how my mom feels, <laughs> so she can uh, be able to spend some time with him, and, and even you know, if it's, a, you know, once or twice a week where now I can, uh, you know, get out and do some other things. But she still has a lot of friends there, too. So just um, it really was a family decision. Hi, right now is the former coach at Oceanside. He also the athletic director at Mount Providence and Dave's new head football coach up there in Charlotte. 
North Carolina. And, Coach, we talk about it all the time, and you're living it up. You talk about faith, family, and football, and you got the faith in check. That's where you went when you got the phone call, I'm sure, and then you hit the family. Well, that's what you're dealing with, and now, of course, football. And and then it's in that order. We don't just tell everybody that's what we do, and even us as coaches or us on the radio and even the players, you know, we we try to practice what we preach, and and that's what you're doing. I give you – I know it was a hard decision. You know, I've had the blessing to get to know you day after day and year after year. We talk on and off the radio more than I ever thought we would and become really great friends, and I appreciate all that you've done for me and my dream of taking Southern Sports Central to the next level and always welcome us over there to the campus, but also just in your personal life, getting to know, you know, your, your, your bride and, of course, the boys and all of that as well. But having this opportunity to have you in the low country is going to bless and uh, the lives, and I said this on social media, it's not the things you've done on the football field that I'm impressed with as much as I am the things you've done off the football field, the families that you've connected with, the way that you have these people in Mount Pleasant believing in themselves is something that, quite frankly, uh, I, I don't think anybody else could have done at that time, and you were the right man for the job. And, you know, I know Keegan's going to think you're moving to Charlotte to be with him, and that's probably the biggest <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, and, uh, right. We'll let Keegan believe that as well, though, Coach. And I was going to miss that rascal anyway. I, at least I'll get to see more of him. You know, I think you hit on a couple of things, Richie. I think first off, when uh, I've been able to, to um, be the wise counsel, uh if that's a fair thing to say when, when kids come to me with, uh, and even some of our young coaches when they had decisions to make. And you know, the advice I always give is to, to seek wise counsel and um, and to pray about it. And that's exactly the process we went through, now and I both, with this decision. And then, uh, so, you know, I'm with you. Faith, faith first, family, and, and football. But those are not like uh, I always say that those lines are very, very close and even blurred sometimes because uh, it, we're so passionate about it all. And, and the family for me is – not just my blood, it's just the uh, shared experiences. And there's, there's a lot of people here that I, I consider extended family and will for a long time. Uh, but, you know, the um, fortunate that uh, God led me here, and I, I think you, uh, you're you very kind with what you had to say, but clearly it was not about me. It was uh, – I was fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of great men that helped build a football program, a lot of great families that supported it, and uh, they helped build it. And most of all, kids that just bought in and – uh, they adopted the culture when, when they took ownership of it, when it was no longer my culture or my piece of paper, but really their culture and how they wanted to, to see themselves uh, as young men uh, and obviously as football players. That's when the magic happened, and it's them. They did uh, every bit of that, and I couldn't be more proud to be associated with it. Live right now is uh, Coach Greer. He's a big-time uh, promoter, helps us do all the big things we can, and supporter with uh, Southern Sports Central. Coach, you know, you, you've talked a, a lot of things, and you've taught us a lot of things, even with Will, watching him leave when his days at Florida, then he headed to West Virginia, he was up for Heisman, then he gets drafted by the Carolina Panthers. But just like high school, the pros and college and everything in between has been parked here. Uh, what is a guy like Will doing right now? Because they're not allowed to meet. And, and what advice do you have for our athletes around the country, not just here in the low country, but everywhere? Right now, should they be doing something? Or what do you suggest they do? Because, again, that season would be here possibly sooner than we know it. Well, you know, a couple of things. I think with Will, you know, what he's doing, He's, uh, he's uh, I was there today, actually. I had to go get my car. I was in the shop. We drove up there. And... Yeah. 
So we're there with uh, Coach Greer. It was hard to hear him. For, uh, not sure what happened there. Also, we heard Hank the Tank. Uh, of course, that's his newest member of uh, the uh, the Greer gang, if you will. Of course, uh, he's got a, a, a house full of boys. And then, uh, you know, his bride gets to be a part of all that excitement. Hopefully, we can get him to, to call back in here and talk to us. But just kind of talking to us about what's going on there. And, and again, all that Coach Greer did over at Oceanside and, and the many lives that he touched and, and, and all of that, Without further ado, I, I'm going to bring him back in. Coach, I'm not sure whether Hank was able to get into the phone call or something because I can hear him in the background louder than you. And um, but but kind of get back at it. What, what of course uh, what Will's doing right now, of course, is he is uh, one of the quarterbacks over there on the roster with the Panthers. Sorry about that. Yeah, Hank's uh, he loves music and he he tends he gets the turn my phone into the music speaker. He's on it. So uh, sorry about that. He um, Will's training hard got a great mindset about what he's doing he's just um right now he's on lockdown quarantine with um all this stuff going on and trying to take care of his little girls and his wife and we did go out and throw yesterday i don't know if you heard me say that i caught balls for, for him yesterday for the first time in a long time and for the last time in a long time my hands are still a little sore from that but um that's the first time he's actually run down the house he actually ordered a weight equipment he's made a weight room in his house so he can train there and i think that's what you'd ask me about his advice for the you know, whether it's my guys Oceanside or PD or wherever, but um, I think the first thing is to take this quarantine very serious and um, this whole virus issue. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be out about doing a whole lot. I think a uh, great opportunity for kids to um, to read. Uh, I know everybody's going to play their video games and do their things, but, man, pick up a real book, not just their phone. But I think it would be great for kids to read. I think uh, Season of Life is a book that we've always recommended in our program. And if somebody hasn't read that or hadn't read it in a while, I highly recommend that book about uh, just as a parent raising young men or as a young man growing up. I think it's a great book with uh, football as kind of the backdrop. And then uh, I think you find a way to sweat. I mean, get, uh, don't just sit around and, and on the couch and eat potato chips and whatever else you can find. I'd say, uh, you know, within the confines of your house or your yard without people around, I would – you know, air squats. I mean, there's all kind of workouts out there, but just things that uh, you can do on your own using body weight movements, uh, you know, proper form functional movement, I think, is uh, an important thing to do and keep your body as ready as possible. But um, I think if we get out too too fast and, uh, and I had a training I canceled uh, with some quarterbacks, just, uh, just don't think it's supposed to have a big camp actually this weekend. And just not responsible to be out there. So I think um, my best advice is for everybody just to, you know, follow the instructions of local authorities and let's get this thing passed as fast as we can so we can get back to full go as soon as possible. Hi, right now with the former coach at Oceanside Academy, athletic director as well. Uh, we'll miss him dearly. Now he heads up to Providence Day over there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Coach, you know, we've talked a little bit uh, before getting you in here. We tried to get you last Wednesday. We were trying to do a surprise tax show and, well, uh, God had other plans, so we didn't get a chance. But uh, I'm looking forward to making that trip to Charlotte. I've got about three or four high schools in there that I want to hit, and now we add you guys to that road trip. But um, we definitely want to get you and your dudes that's going to be in the Charlotte area on here, as we did here at Oceanside, and uh, grow a little bit more through another uh, section of town and, of course, do another hallway 
weight room and football field, and along with any of the other uh, athletic organizations over there on campus, if you don't mind helping us get a part of. But uh, for everything that you have done up to this point, everything that you're going to continue to do, and all the lives that you've continued to touch upon the way, Coach, we say thank you very much on behalf of us at Southern Sports Central, man. Much love to you and your family. And uh, if you ever need to come back home, you're more than welcome to come to the house and you can stay with us over there. And uh, other than that, man, just make sure that you don't become a stranger. And I know you and I will connect here uh, on Southern Sports Central world, but uh, we do greatly appreciate all that you mean to the Low Country. You're too nice, man. I, I, uh, I'm, um, you know, Hank's a native of Mount Pleasant, so this is his hometown. We'll always uh, be connected here. I'll always be connected to Oceanside, and we'll be back as often as possible. Um, you know, I look out right now at my back window out off the porch, and I'm like, you know, why in the world would I ever leave this? <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it has to be a God thing. If I believe God brought me here, I got to believe that he's opened this door as well. So, um Thank you for all the kind words of support, Richie. Wish you the best, and um, and good luck with Eugene, man. Good gracious. Now, next thing you know, you'll have Illing over there, and that whole thing might blow up. You never know what could happen. Uh, Illing's actually on hold right now. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he just had to call me. <laughs> so Illing's actually on hold right now. Um, hey, man, you know, I think you uh, Fishing forecast with Illing? Is he going to have him do it? <laughs> I don't know. He just, he was just fishing in uh, Myrtle Beach, and uh, but I haven't even heard from him yet. But uh, anyway, he's on hold. Hey, man, before you get out of here, I know I've said it a couple times on, on social media. I just want to thank you for the opportunity. I, I remember the first time we actually met and talked about the opportunity at the uh, Catholic Church off Forster's Bluff, and you said, well, what can you do? I said, man, pretty much, you know, I'll try to do anything, but, you know, my, my specialties turning into kickers and, you know, how it grew into doing the operations for the team, man. I just, it's been a, a heck of a ride for three years, brother. You know, I love you. You know, I'm grateful and, and blessed to have had that opportunity. I just want to tell you uh, again, <laughs> and I'll probably say you, it again. You, but, you, you know, know what, A lot man, of great things have happened to me. Dude, you, if right, uh, anybody owes a thanks, it's, it's me to you, man. All, all that you did, all the behind the scenes and unsung stuff and, Man, I, I just I can't thank you enough for what you meant to our program and your friendship. And by the way, pretty dang good kicking coach. That's, uh, you got a lot to be proud of with that. And I'll be following those guys close. So, um, and thank you for everything. Appreciate you guys a lot. How much you paying in Charlotte? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know <laughs> I can't I leave. You here? Hey, I, I'll double what I paid you here. How about that? <laughs> well, well, Cyber said he would take it, and put a woman and zero in front of it, and you just laughed. So. <laughs> Coach, well, let's get back to Hank the Tank and the family over there, man. It's raining in the Ville. I'm not sure if you guys are getting the rain over there, but hold tight. It may be coming that way. But uh, we'll catch up this week, man. Y'all stay safe and uh, huddle, huddle down until, I guess, they uh, let us run out of the house and, and high-five at least uh, here hopefully in the near future, buddy. But uh, we'll talk soon. That sounds good. All right, guys. Be good. Thanks a lot, Richard. Always a pleasure. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, I couldn't uh, – it's been a blessing to do Southern Sports Central, but it's guys like him, it's moments like this that, you know, it's those sad goodbyes you have, you know, and, uh, you know, it doesn't mean goodbye. It just means see you later. Of course, we'll see him uh, back on the air. He'll wear a different hat. I don't think they're going to let him wear that big O down the sideline up there in Charlotte, uh, but we will get him and his new dudes over there, and uh, we're going to continue to love on Oceanside. Uh, we're not going anywhere, guys, uh, and all that being said. We do need to take a break. We got on former coach that coached with this guy, Coach uh, Ellie was at Davidson Day back in the day with uh, this same Coach Greer. So we may have a flashback 
uh, as uh, we'll get uh, and a fishing forecast, which it's raining. So. <laughs> oh, man, we're trying to do what we can, guys, to keep things a little bit different. Uh, you know, I understand there's a lot going on right now, uh, and, and most of the media is kind of covering the most important thing, period. And I don't want to undermine that at all. I just want to give you a couple of hours to maybe disengage for a little bit. And trust me, when you get back up, about 8.05, it'll be right there waiting on you. So we're taking a quick break. Let's have a summertime song. We'll be right back. This is Southern Sports Central. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because this is summertime Definition of summer 
My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tent. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the Tent Farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellman alongside Eugene Benton, and we are Southern Sports Central on your Sunday evening, 6 to 8, two solid hours. We may push it to three next week. We're feeling pretty good about it. Uh, might as well. I mean, I mean, how much more can you take? I mean, you know, statistically we keep getting things. I get it, but, man, it, it, it's a great opportunity for us to disengage. Not all of us get to do like this next gentleman that's going to come on here, and he's a big-time supporter of Southern Sports Central as well. He's a former coach at Davidson Day, coached at Sockasy High School, and, uh, well, now he gets to uh, be a father and watch his son light it up over at Charleston Southern. Of course, Hunter Illing uh, was the uh, starting quarterback, big-time baseball player for the Braves uh, back in the day, not long ago, but it only gets uh, a little bit further away year after year. But that being said, is now uh, a big-time deal over at Charleston Southern for the Buccaneers on the mound. He gets to uh, close some, pitch a few openers, and anything else. He's a gamer. So, with that being said, I bring in, uh, of course, uh, Chad Ailing, uh, a big-time name here in Little Oak Country here in Somerville. Of course, his brother played for our legendary coach, John McKissick, uh, years ago. And, of course, uh, he was also the head coach over there with the Sockety Brace. But uh, what's up, Mr. Chad? How's the uh, – How's the water hole over there, buddy? You guys killing it, or uh, the fishing hole still biting, or are you guys in waiting for the uh, the next day to come? Well, I tell you this, we uh, we got into them yesterday. And it was nice and warm, and then all of a sudden this little cold front come in, and basically hunters whooped my butt the last two days, and I guess I taught him too well. But well, usually that's how it goes, man. I mean, my dad says that about a few things as well. But you learn things as you go, and uh, you kind of get after it, man. How cool is it for you, though, man? Because I know jobs have kind of taken you around, and, and, and you're, you know, you're a former coach, right? You coached your own kid there for a little while there as well, but you coached a lot of other kids. But now you and I get to be fathers and get to be kind of the – minus me doing the radio, I get to sit back and watch it. Literally, I do, I guess, from the stands, but just up high. What's it like to, to live here in Charleston – to walk around the corner, watch your son play college baseball, a dream of his since I'm sure he was a young fellow, but not only play it, but to be as successful as he's been, not only on the field, but he's doing the best uh, that we've seen him do in the classroom as well. Richie, I guess the best thing I'll tell you is this, is uh, he's been around some great kids. Evan Gates, who's a coach at Oceanside, Will Greer, um, Jacob Robinson, Aaron Seward, Mike Stevens, Mark Fields. Mark Fields plays for the Vikings. Uh, Mike Stevens plays in the uh, CFL. Will Greer, obviously, with, you know, uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Jacob, Jacob Robinson, unfortunately, tore his ACL at uh, uh, Western Carolina. 
but when you put your kids around the right kids and let them see how real kids work, that's what it's about. And the funny thing about it is, as I laughed, is I hate I, I didn't get your show at the beginning and hear the first conversation, you know, the first start of you talking to Chad, but I heard Chad say him and Will were throwing and how, uh, you know, Chad's hands were sore. You don't understand, my hands were red through high school. Um, I used to warm Will up all the time. Well, yesterday, Hunter and I, the only ones out on the baseball field, long tossing, and uh, needless to say, I got two two bruised fingers from trying to catch his balls, and uh, it's a neat thing to be able to be around your kid and, and uh, see him do his thing, and, and uh, that's the big thing that I tell everybody is make sure you put your kids around the uh, the kids that are hard workers and let them watch what they do, and, and it's when you start them young like that, they, they learn and they get that uh, – they learn about it. They just they grow up, and that's the way they work. It's amazing to see what he does at, at Charleston Southern. I think if you would call Coach Schaefer, I think he'd tell you he he's a leader on the team and pushes everybody and, and, and tries to make them better. And uh, that's all uh, the culture of, uh, I, I'm just going to say, from Chad Greer. Um, that's my brother. I love him. Um, and I hate to see him. I, I, I'll be honest with you. It shocked the heck out of me that he left Oceanside because, like what he said, looking out the back of his window, why would he ever leave that? But uh, I guess if you'd ever uh, visit Providence Day's campus and see their facilities, I guess you'd probably understand why he's doing what he's doing. Live right now, of course, with our former coach uh, with uh, Chad Greer, who we just had on here back in the day. He coached with uh, Coach Greer Davison Day. That's another school up there in the North Carolina area. Another phenomenal program that's put some phenomenal athletes out there. But without great coaches, it, it's not as easy as said and done. I know there was a great staff of you guys up there at the days. And then, of course, you brought your talents up to my alma mater, the soccer team. Did some great things there during your, your stint. There's your final days as being a coach. And now you get to be a father. Uh, and uh, we're getting ready to go up against the break, but I wanted to get you in here and uh, and thank you because, again, during this time, it's kind of amazing that you see, and I said this during the show earlier, is that you're seeing more family activity than you've seen in a long time, and this is not just something happening in the low country or in the state of South Carolina. This is happening across the world because everybody's dealing with the same thing worldwide. First time that I've ever seen the same problem being happened in every area of the world, period. I mean, some people may have a couple of other um, you know, uh, some people may have a, a few other things that they're dealing with right now, but this is a universal issue that we're all dealing with. But, you know, for me, I got to spend the weekend with all four of my kids, and that doesn't happen often uh, because I have a 19-year-old daughter who goes here and there and everywhere. And then, of course, I've got a 9-year-old son and two in the middle. So it's hard to get them all in the same – heck, it's hard to get them all in the same zip code. That being said, um, you know, I want to thank you for the love you gave me. When I came back home to Sacacy for a couple of years and uh, we quit doing TV here at Somerville, uh, Sacacy came calling, asked me if I would do some radio. I said, yep, I'm in. Came back, met you. Matter of fact, you were the first guy I met going back to Sacacy, uh, and uh, you welcomed me in during baseball season, and uh, we've been buddies ever since, man. Yep, yep. That was uh, 
That was awesome. I enjoyed our our morning Friday calls, and uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna tell you, Richie, the reason I called in is your host, or I guess guest uh, host. I, I don't know what you call him, uh, Eugene. Um, yeah. I'm sure have many names. I, I, I just want one. you. I just want you to look and and. That's what it's about being around Chad Greer is the level that he put you at. And it, it made me laugh because he, he told he told Eugene, I'll pay you double what I pay you now, which means he gets paid nothing. I did the same thing at <laughs> Davidson Bay. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny. They came to Savannah, and I went up and watched the game. Told Eugene to bring me a shirt. He handed me a shirt and he said, "Now go unpack that damn van." <laughs> and put me, put, put me, put me right back to work. And I was like, it was like it was old time. So uh, that, but the thing about it is, is when you're surrounded by the coaches and the family that we were surrounded by. Obviously, Chad brought that to Oceanside, but. We had that at Davidson Day, and it's and I reached out to a lot of the former Davidson Day coaches, and that's getting ready to rehab and watch what happens with that. That's going to be a neat thing, and uh, you'll 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 see uh, all the coaches from Davidson Day back together again, except obviously for me, um, but. Uh, you know, to look at Eugene and what he's done in three years with the kickers. He's got the number one kicker in the country. He's got the number one punter in the country. In three years, he's done that. And it's the work he puts in. But that tells you who Chad Greer surrounds himself with, and it's the right circle. And when you put yourself around the right circle, and that's what I – I, I tried to say earlier to you with Hunter, I put him around the right circle of kids where he saw the work ethic and he learned it and he did it. And just look at what Eugene's accomplished in three years. And um, even his son, even his son, Gerald, he, I mean, I, I just tell you, he'll be in the NFL as soon as he gets his opportunity, gets through these, few little uh, injuries. I, I told him the first day that he worked out with me at Socrates, son, I'll, I'll make you successful. Just keep working with me. And then he transferred to Oceanside to, to go along with Chad and Sam and all those guys and look what he did there. Got a great, you know, start out there at uh, Notre Dame in Ohio. Um, it, it's it's about the circle you put yourself around, and that's why I put myself around you, you know, Eugene, Chad, people like that, because we're all great people, and we all we all care about uh, the kids more than we really care about ourselves. We, you know, we take our shirt off the back to give it to a kid, and uh, that's what it's all about. But uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, Eugene talked to me. I think it was last night or the night before, and told me he was on your radio show. And I was like, that's that's awesome. I, I think that's you know awesome that that uh, you know you two get to get you know do these radio shows and 
I, I again I apologize. I was wetting the line trying to catch a fish and didn't get you at six o'clock. Normally, you know, I tune in to you every time, but uh I appreciate your time and uh keep doing what you're doing, dude. Well, man, I tell you, between you, your brother, and, and, and the family that you guys bring with you, man, it's been a fun ride, and it continues to be, you know, an interesting deal. And it's that fraternity love that you have, the original fraternity authority or athletics. I don't care what, what whatever you got going on. You know, and that's the one thing, like Coach Call, of course, uh, you know, uh, he used to put me to work too, man. Look, you, you got to get the swag. That's fine, but you're going to earn it. So uh, I appreciate the friendship, the kind words uh, Eugene said to say thank you very much. And uh, we're going to cut loose, head to a break, man. But keep catching some fish. I live in Somerville. Come on up, put them in the freezer, man. We'll do a, a little fish fry when you get up here. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I'd love to do a fish fry with you, but uh, the guy sitting next to you is a lot better cooked than I am. We need to meet up at his house and have him cook us a meal. Um, so... He, he posts a lot of nice pictures on uh, Facebook, uh, his famous meals that he cooks up. So we, we, we need to go eat at his house and let him cook for us. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, hey, that works. I'm, I'm in. I'll just meet you at your house, and we'll keep riding to the park circle. We'll head over there and, and knock it out. Man, hey, stay safe, stay in touch. And uh, I know you're here in, in, the, uh, in, in the Charleston area as well, so we definitely need to quit staying. We're going to get together and just do it. As long as we're not 10 or more, we're safe. So uh, it's just the three of us. So we'll catch up, man. God bless. Take care. Tell uh, Hunter we said hello, my man. Hey, man. Uh, Love you and Eugene. And love love your radio show. So keep doing what you're doing. You got it, buddy. Appreciate the love, my man. Back at you. We'll see you on the other side. All right, guys, All right, that, of course, is uh, Chad Ailing. He is a former coach with Coach Greer over at uh, Davidson Day, where they uh, did some things there. And um, then, of course, uh, we also did some things uh, at Socrates together. We had a chance to do some stuff there as well. So, that being said, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll take some calls. I was hoping Coach Call might get in. I know you're listening, Coach. Man, I sure love you to have you come in and Hang out with us a little bit, man. You've uh, you've been busy. I've seen uh, a lot of cool things happening with you and the fam. Of course, uh, you know, we miss you up here in Somerville, but uh, this is home, my man, and this studio has uh, always got a seat ready for you. So we'll do that. We'll take a break. Call in. Hang out. Here's the number, 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in, 323-784-9681. That's the number to call in, hang out, get in here with us. Uh, again, we're talking a little bit about everything. When we come back, if we don't have a caller, we'll get into another little topic of discussion. But other than that, we'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. We'll be right back. In a fancy bar. I'm a little more sitting up high on the road than a little car. I'm a little more bust your back than take it for free. And that's how I'll always be. I'm a little more lose my temper than to sit on back. I'm a little more old Hank Williams than that trendy crap. 
coach up here in the Ville, my man. We're representing some Somerville gear just for you tonight, but uh, that being said, man, welcome back to Southern Sports Central. Yeah, guys, it's uh, been a while. Been a while, but uh, been great hearing you guys on the radio again and, uh, you know, getting ready to call in and chit-chat a little bit, and uh, you know, I've enjoyed the show so far tonight. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, you know, good good to, to hear you guys talking, and to hear some uh, some some voices of some some guys, you know, with all this uh, separation, I've really got a got a chance to see many people. But uh, yeah, it's great great to hear, great to kind of kind of take a break from all this and and kind of go back to uh, a little bit of normalcy and listen to, to you guys on the radio. So let me ask you this: uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, we we yet to know what the future holds with you, and we'll we'll talk about that another day, unless you want to get into it. But other than that, coach. You know, for me, I, I look at this thing, and, and you know a lot of the kids, not only at Somerville, of course, all around the low country, but, but we'll stick at Somerville for the Brody Hopkins and uh, a, a lot of guys and some of the girls, of course, that you know as well that play softball and other sports in the spring. 
You know, you've been around the last two or three days here uh, before they shut Somerville down last week. What's the attitude or or what kind of goes through your mind? And do you think at all that they're going to be able to complete this season? Or do you think, especially after Wando getting this news out that one of their teachers was tested positive for this uh, coronavirus, uh, how big effect is this going to have on them really locking down the low country? Yeah, you know, kind of going what you said first, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, athletes that play, play these spring sports who have just, uh, you know, they've worked, you know, ever since their seasons really ended last year, you know, all summer, whether it's playing summer ball, you know, for baseball, softball, you know, they play the summer ball so much. And then they go into the fall ball and they, they work out. And, you know, I've had a, a chance to personally see, you know, in my weight room right there at Somerville in our weight room, uh, the, our girls softball team and baseball team just been getting after it. Uh, you know, all during the fall and during the winter time, and you know, even coming back from a uh, Christmas break, you know, uh, I mean, they were they were the first ones in the weight room, um, you know, before school and just uh, preparing for the season. And so, uh, you know, I think it was kind of a a shock for them, a shock for everybody, really, just uh, all of a sudden, you know, this thing hit really hard, really fast, and uh, you know, just kind of shut everything down. And uh, you know, I just uh, I, I know we lifted up in prayer at church today, just for. You know, just for for this this virus to just uh, you know the, the people to to listen to the our leaders and leadership of our country and our our cities and towns and you know let's see if we can uh, get this thing squashed so um, you know these seniors at least uh, can can come back and and have a few more games whether if it's uh, how the playoffs or anything like that would work you know, I think they just want to get together with their teammates and be able to play you know one last time because you said it earlier you know uh, you never know when your last game's going to come and uh, you know certainly. Um, you know, we've seen like the, the college seasons in, but you know, for these high school kids, you know, maybe they're they'll be blessed with uh, one more chance to to kind of get out there with their teammates. So, uh, you know, and and the news wasn't good with uh, you know that came out today with uh, with Wando because you know we've been kind of thinking in the back of our mind once uh, something were to hit like kind of in one of the schools, you know, that would kind of uh, really throw everybody back because uh, there's a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of uh, you know people involved on a campus at any school. So uh, uh, hopefully it's just a, uh, another little minor setback and uh, you know, maybe with still spring break to come, there's a, there's a chance that this thing will kind of squash out and, you know, they can kind of get back to and maybe play just a few games, if, if anything. Bye right now with the former coach up at Somerville High School, Coach Joe Call, of course, uh, had a great time up at Somerville, man. I tell you, your stats uh, speak for themselves and the things that you were able to do at your time up here at Somerville. Uh, will definitely be greatly appreciated, and I'm going to do my part here at Southern Sports Central to make sure people realize, hey, man, you accomplished a lot more than, than maybe some know. Your numbers there uh, don't lie. Of course, uh, winning the region, playing for the lower state, the athletes that you've got playing at the college football level, but we look at it past that. Look at the kids who have gone in and now working in the real world. It may be a trade or the military that we've been able to put some athletes into as well. So, you know, that path that, that goes through Somerville has led to so many different destinations, and a lot of it went not only through your football program, but through your weight training. We talk about softball and baseball, but how about the soccer team? Those girls and guys get after it. I tell you what, I've watched those two individuals, coaches, really work them, and then Coach Bellish and the track team, they run for fun. I mean, I don't know who does that, but, you know, those three individuals, we mentioned boys, girls, and track, all three of those, that's all you do nonstop. You don't really stop until the whistle blows, but you know, you look at this kind of stuff, Coach, and my concerns, and I said this earlier, and you heard me probably say it earlier, is my concerns are what are these athletes doing now? What are they doing to prepare? 
just in case it comes back. And if it doesn't come back, because it's like football, if, you know, there's not a lightning pop within miles, we're good. But as soon as it hits again, then there's another reset button, right? I mean, so to me, that's what's going to probably happen here with this situation at Wanda for it to be so internally done within the school, because I've made this comment off the air and on the air that, man, if we clean this thing up, but yet one student finds a hallway that has it, or a faculty, we've learned now, it resets the whole system again. So, you know, I, I guess talk a little bit about as far as a strength and conditioning guy that you, of course, you and Coach Self are, um, what is athletes, what do they need to be doing now? What do the football players need to be doing? Because this is also affecting their workouts as well as they get ready for spring practice and the upcoming season for 2020. Yeah, you know, first thing, um, you know, what you, what you said first, I want to touch on real quick is, uh, kind of, you know, what, what Chad said with any, uh, you know, like successful program, you know, it's, I mean, it's about the, the kids buying in. It's about those assistant coaches uh, who buy in and just work those uh, behind the scenes, endless hours that you got to have. And then the, a great uh, parent support and parent community. And, you know, uh, you know, I was very fortunate at Somerville to have a lot of the same things that, uh, that he had, uh, over here at Oceanside, and uh, you know, I think that kind of, that that shows, you know, the when you when you have that kind of support system and that kind of buy-in with the kids and just the kids who want to do well and uh, a community and parents and administration that just wants to really, uh, you know, excel in all areas. You know, that's what uh, that, that's you know what what ends up happening. And uh, you know, he had that here, and I'm sure, uh, you know, he wouldn't be uh, uh, moving on if he didn't see the opportunity to have the same. Uh, same thing up in, in Charlotte. So, uh, you know, I want to kind of touch on that first because he was exactly right. You know, I was just nodding my head the whole time, and my wife was listening, and, you know, and we were just kind of nodding our head at each other like, yes, that's exactly, uh, you know, that, that family uh, love and community that, that you got to have, you know, in order to be successful. So, uh, but as far as, the uh, you know, really to touch on the, the weightlifting side, you know, um, you know, still reaching out to those, you know, kids in, in really all sports. Like, you know, like, like Chad said, just, just find a way to, to sweat, you know, find a way to kind of, uh, you know, stay active. You know, don't just, uh, you know, it, it's easy to, to kind of fall, you know, once they, they kind of realize, right, you know, this, you know, we're not playing right now. We can kind of fall into that summer slump, you know, and, uh, you know, whereas athletes, you know, they're, they're, they're wired a different way. You know, they don't want to sit around. They don't want to, you know, not have anything to do. So those are the, the kids and really the adults and the coaches and stuff like that that are, that are kind of staying active, you know, get out there. And so just encourage them, you know, like he said, just to, you know, find things and find uh, that you can do around the house and find ways to sweat and find ways to get out in the yard and at least uh, start being out, you know, as the weather's turning nicer and, you know, just, uh, you know, don't, don't sit inside the whole time and, uh, you know, find, find ways that, you know, as, as coaches, you know, we taught you different ways, uh, to get out there and work out and to exercise and to, to be active. So, uh, you know, take advantage of that and, you know, get your schoolwork done, but also take advantage of that opportunity to sit back and take a break and go outside and, and do something, sweat a little bit, and um, you know, and then it'll be easier to get that work done. So, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, any coach will tell you, you know, it's it's the, uh, you know, being able to stay in, in condition and as good a shape as you can stay in and, and being ready to go because, like you said, once that – you hit that reset button and everything kind of resets. You know, there's going to be a time where we get to come back and do this again. And, and uh, it'll, it'll be easy for uh, for the coaches to see uh, who's been working and who's been kind of laying around not doing anything. So, uh, you know, and, and those programs too, you know, and, and programs who've instilled that in their kids uh, will come right back uh, just as strong as ever. Live right now with Joe Call, of course, one of the big-time contributors to Southern Sports Central for many, many years here. Of course, uh, the former high school coach of Summerville High School, 
uh, done great things on and off the field there. And the one thing that I remember and will always remember with you, Coach, is you always ended every meeting with go home and love your mama. And that doesn't have – you couldn't have said it any better at this point. And I've seen more family activity. Uh, I know you guys just grew by two by uh, adopting a few chickens there in Don's Island. So, you know, we do keep up thanks to social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you, uh, um, really back in the, the summer, my, uh, my wife and I decided to, you know, we, we've taken our kids on a lot of trips and stuff and said it's time for us to do something, uh, just the two of us. So, uh, you know, we, we had planned and it's kind of ironic how everything kind of happened uh Lately, but uh, yeah, we were able to sneak in a little trip before, uh, you know, before really the travel has been kind of back down. So, uh, man, we had a fantastic time and got back and uh, continued a family tradition. Like you said, uh, we do. We go over and kind of rent some chicks, baby chickens uh, for a couple of weeks. And uh, our kids love it. It's the sixth year we've done it. So gives them a chance to kind of, uh, you know, just have a little responsibility other than just like a dog around the house. But, you know, take care of something and have a little little accountability with, uh you know, taking care of a, a pet or an animal and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's always a uh, uh, a good time. So, yeah, really, the, you know, the kids kind of throughout the neighborhood, everybody in their classes and stuff like that have enjoyed it. So it's something, uh, you know, we continue to do every year. Well, Coach, we greatly appreciate it. We're going to try to sneak a show in during the week because of the fact that we found out at the end of this past week, it looks like the local shows here in Charleston, Bobby Harden's show and a few others, are on freeze for right now because, again, they're trying to take safety first, but we're going to be able to kind of do it from the house or from the studios, if you will, and uh, you know, we'll do it the best we can. I'd love you to join in any time. If you've got a couple of hours or an hour to burn, we'd love to have you come in here and host it with us, man. We'd love to get you back in here, and it's just good to hear your voice. I haven't had a chance to keep up with you, but uh, we're up against the clock. But I will say this, and you know where I live at. Uh, I have found out four miles in my neighborhood, of course, anywhere you can lay down and do some crunches and sit-ups and push-ups, but I've done four miles in, in two days and two miles yesterday. So I'm up to – I'm sitting at 10 miles in three days, and that's a pretty big deal because I worked out pretty hard <laughs> there you go. before y'all shut the gym down. So I'm after it. I'm trying to yeah. live by example. That's right, man. That's right. You know, get out, get out there and, you know, get that exercise and get that sweat on. And uh, uh, Eugene as well. I'd like to, to get together as soon as we can, sometime soon. And uh, man, I love what you're doing with the Kicking Academy. And man, I've been following you closely. And you know, uh, uh, Facebook and social media. And uh, you know, we'll get together soon. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Coach. Man, looking forward to it. All right. All right, Coach. Enjoy, and I'll catch up with you off the air. But uh, tell the family we said hello and uh, hunker down. Hopefully, this thing will come in and we get out. Everybody get back to the basics, but uh, safety first. And uh, make sure you tell uh, Elizabeth thank you for what she does. I can tell you, parents appreciate you now more as a coach, as a teacher than ever. But uh, you guys both are are doing some great things, and we appreciate both of you. Thank you. Oh, all right. I'll see you guys. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That, of course, is the former coach at Somerville High School. Uh, where does he land next? That's that's kind of the popped-up question. Now, where does he go? Nobody knows. Well, somebody knows, and there's nobody down – well, maybe somebody down here. I, I don't know. What I do, uh, if, if he'll land somewhere. Because, uh, again, I'd hate not to see Coach Call on the sideline somewhere. Uh, and, and anywhere he gets, anywhere he goes, without a shadow of a doubt, it would be an asset. Uh, he, is, uh, he is like a Dabo Sweeney guy. Uh, he uh, understands that iron sharpens iron, and any time you get metal rubbing metal, guess what's going to happen? Sparks are going to fly. But I promise you, you won't find anybody more that loves your kids. And uh, every year, I want to clear this, every year at Somerville, uh, he won one more game than the year before. 
All right. Once he got rolling. Now, last year was tough. We had a lot of uh, growing spurts. But when you have a, a senior class the year before that were starters for three years, that's going to happen even on the college level. Uh, but uh, he is uh, one of the few t- guys that, matter of fact, I think he's one of the only coaches that's beaten Fort Dorchester here in the Low Country in the last like six or seven, maybe ten years. Uh, a couple years ago, and he won the district. Uh, he won the region, excuse me. So uh, we'll definitely miss him here. Uh, this is, of course, home to him. He grew up here. He played high school ball here uh, for the legendary coach John McKissick. Played his days over at the Citadel, and now where's his next stomping ground? We'll find out. So that will do it for today. I want to thank Kevin Billadu from Live 5 Sports who came in here, hour number one. Of course, we had uh, Coach um, Greer. Chad Greer joined us at hour number two. Chad Emmy joined us as well. And, of course, uh, finishing it up there with uh, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite guys in the world who's like a brother from another mother. Of course, that is, of course, uh, the coach from Somerville. So, uh, of course, same call. That being said, uh, Eugene, another great show, buddy. Awesome, man. We we enjoyed having everybody uh, call in, those that participated, those that are listening along. Man, we love having our family and friends and, and just those uh, who believe in what we're doing and just uh, look forward to next week. Unless we do another Hey, we may do another show. So stay tuned. Follow us, SO Sports Central. Also follow us on uh, Facebook at Southern Sports Central for any updates, any last-minute shows we try to pop in or out of. Uh, definitely continue doing what you're doing. Continue listening to your local law enforcement guys. Listen, you can't be but so safe. Take this time to reintroduce yourself, maybe to your spouse or your kids, but whatever you do, stay safe and God bless. We'll see you next time. This has been Southern Sports Central. We'll be back next week. Uh-huh.